Welcome to the How Do You Heal podcast. I'm your host, Christy Michelle. If you're looking to explore why you're feeling stuck and how you can stop procrastinating, self-sabotaging, or whatever your drug of choice may be, then you've come to the right place. I want to modernize what the healing journey looks like. From traditional talk therapy to belly dance, adding fun to your deepest self-care adventure is a game changer. Join me as I interview different spiritual and health experts on all the different healing modalities so you can find a few that you love. So grab a warm cup of coffee or get out in nature and let's get started. Hi, Christy. How are you? Hey, Rob. Welcome, welcome. I'm good. How are you? Wonderful. So excited. Good. I'm excited to have you on. All right, uh, guys. So... Our first guest today is Robert Cavalier, and he is the owner of uh, Cavalier Health, and he's here to talk about how nutrition affects the brain, affects, you know, anxiety, depression, any kind of mental disorders. So we are super, super excited to have you on. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. This is a a great topic. It's really important because there's so many people experiencing uh, anxiety and depression, other mental health um, issues, and it's really tied to what we're eating. Yeah, and I never, you know, I always thought about, you know, anxiety, depression, you know, starting from, you know, things that happened to you, you know, sure. from a trauma or something that happened in your childhood. And, you know, as I've gotten more interested in, you know, the topic, you know, I've learned that nutrition plays a huge part and mental health. So, well, first of all, I, so you have Cavalier Health and you coach people, um, how to, you know, transition to a healthier life. How did you get started coaching people? So, I mean, I guess that, that starts by, I went to the nutritional therapy association school to become certified as a nutritional therapy practitioner. And that happened because I got really, really sick. I was eating a really um, poor diet, lots of fast food, lots of alcohol. I just wasn't taking care of myself. So I got sick. And then during my recovery, I was looking for a natural approach to feel better. And I, I could build the correlation that it was what I was eating that caused me to get to the. So I heard about this program, I signed up and it's, very, very, very intense and involved and completely life-changing. So as I went through it and I saw how it changed my life, I saw the need for how much people need this and how it could benefit them. So mm-hmm. I just started working with friends and family and it grew from there. They had results yeah. and they suggested and recommended me to their friends and family. And since. Yeah, that's awesome. So what was the biggest, I guess, impact that nutrition had on, you know, in your recovery process? Oh, it, it had so many, I wasn't sleeping well. And in improving my diet, I was able to sleep through the night, which was life-changing, right. To finally feel rested. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest struggles for me was I couldn't think clearly. So I, I suffered from a lot of brain fog, um, not being able to remember things, I could not read a book because my eyes would go cross-eyed. And yet when I would go get an eye exam, I was perfectly fine. 
wow. which was very confusing. And what it turned out to be was my blood sugar levels were all over the place. Mm. So as I learned how to balance my blood sugar levels, I could see just fine, perfectly clear. So now I could read, I could study, I could focus, I could think clearly, which gave me the, the motivation to advance in my career. So as my diet got better, I actually had got three promotions. I felt wow. with, the, with the increased energy, with the improve, improved self-confidence, ability to think clearly, to be able to study, I really felt like I could do anything. And that was probably one of the most profound changes that happened for me by improving my diet. And isn't that crazy? Because I'm sure, you know, before you got sick, you felt fine, right? No. Well, oh, really? Well, okay. I felt like I was better than most people. I didn't think right. it was that bad. Right. But I did. I mean, I was taking an ass. Taking aspirin all the time. I was taking stuff for upset stomach and for uh, allergies, severe allergies. I don't suffer from allergies anymore. I don't take any heartburn medication. I, I hardly ever take aspirin. Uh, no, no allergy medication. All everything that I was taking stopped. Mm, wow, that's crazy. No, I was so going to say because we, you know, we met in college. And mm. I never would have guessed that you, you know, your health wasn't, you know, to top shape. That's just crazy. Right. Right. It was, it was okay in college. It was okay. It was not great. Um, but it was definitely starting to go downhill at that point because yeah. I was in my twenties by 30 is when, have you ever heard, like most people say when they get hit 30, they all start gaining a ton of weight and they feel like they're already gone downhill. Yeah. That's what happened. I started gaining a bunch of weight. That's when things really started to compound. Mm, gotcha. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. So <laughs> while you were in nutrition school, obviously you mm -hmm. learned a ton that, yeah. um, you know, you were kind of like, why didn't they teach us this? Like, why didn't I know this about food? Right? So what was the most surprising thing that you learned about food in school? something that I will never forget that they taught us. And once I understood this, everything else clicked for me is that we are cellular beings. Our body is comprised of trillions of cells. Okay. So individually, you can't even see the cell when they are all put together, these trillions of cells, which like are their own entity. Mm -hmm. their own life form, when they're all put together, they allow us to think, talk, move, and be who we are. But you must remember each one of their, these are their own life form. And each one of them requires specific nutrients to function properly. So we have to feed our cells. We have to feed each one of the trillions of cells in our body. And as I just said, each of them need a specific nutrient to do their job. So when we are neglecting to give them what they need, they don't function properly. Or if we give them too much of the wrong thing, they don't function properly. So that just learning that, that I got to take care of all these cells in my body. And it's, it's a lot simpler than we think. But when I do that, then, then I start feeling good. 
because when they're doing their job, I can do my job. Right, right. That's interesting. Okay. So what made you want to start a nutrition business? You know, I know that, you know, changing your health had a, you know, profound impact on, you know, your personal life, but what was it about your recovery um, that made you want to start a business? So I've always felt like an entrepreneur. I've always wanted my own business. I know that I'm capable of it. And have you ever heard people say like, if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Right. So I love nutrition. I love learning about it. I love talking about it. I love watching people apply these things or to put it in such a simple term that they can understand it and they start to feel better. So to me, it just seemed natural to make a business out of it, to yeah. create that exchange of energy of where, because something that I believe is that money is energy. And so we're exchanging that, right? And uh, mm-hmm. I get to help people achieve what they want and, and they help me and economy. That's how the world works. Right. <laughs> but it really comes down to doing something that makes me really happy and lights me up. And I get to do it all the time. And we all benefit because of it. Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, seeing your clients, you know, go through that transformation, you know, the same transformation that you went through, you know, I'm sure that's super rewarding as well. Incredibly rewarding. And it's needed. As you mentioned, when we first started this conversation, these were things that I had never learned. Right. You and I went to college together and we learned a lot about food. Mm -hmm. Very, very, very little of it actually had to do with human health. Though. You're so right. Yeah. You're so yeah. right. We did learn a lot about food and definitely nothing about how it affects <laughs> the mind and the body. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. So going back to, you know, anxiety and depression. So how can food affect our mental state? You know, I know a lot of people, especially with COVID, you know, they're in, you know, just going through burnout. Um, in all industries. So, you know, I know this podcast is geared towards teachers. Um, so how mm-hmm. does food affect our mental state? You know, I know anxiety and depression is really, it's actually, you know, very prevalent in the, the teaching industry. So how does food it affect really our is. mental state? Yeah. Yeah. So this is a very complex and complicated topic. Um, so I'll do the best that I can to keep it as simple and approachable as possible. So as explaining I it to a kindergartner, yeah, <laughs> give it to <Exactly>. me easy. <laughs> so as I explained before, we are cellular beings. So we have to make sure that we're first giving the cells what they need, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest things that our cells need are amino acids, and those come from protein. And they can be plant-based or it could be animal-based. So we need to make sure we're getting enough um, quality proteins in. Good quality protein, first and foremost. And the next thing is um, understanding how eating refined carbohydrates and those or, co- or simple complex, I'm sorry, simple sugars or refined carbohydrates. And we're talking about cookies, bread, pasta, cereal. These are refined carbs. And your simple uh, sugars are like honey or fruit juice or um, maple syrup, right? So when we're consuming these things, also from pop or alcohol, 
um, these really disrupt our hormones. And our hormones help us feel balanced. They help us think clearly. They help us feel happy. Um, dopamine is something that makes you feel really happy, right? Mm-hmm. You have a dopamine response when you eat sugar. You have a dopamine response when you get a hug from a loved one. So anytime you do something that makes you happy, your body releases the hormone dopamine. When we're constantly inundating our body with sugar and refined carbohydrates and alcohol, we're utilizing, we're using up a lot of dopamine. Um, so now we have to replace it. And how do we replace it? We got to make sure that we're getting enough protein in. The other thing is avoiding over-consuming it so we don't burn out our body's ability to, to process enough of it. Does that, does that feel like it makes sense? Is that approachable and understandable? Yeah, no, no one's ever explained it to me that way. Um, in such an easy way, you know, the link between, you know, food and amino acids, you know, how that directly correlates, you know, to hormones. Yeah. If we're going to we make all it know even... the hormones affects our mood. Yeah. Correct. Exactly. So your, your hormones are, when you're not feeling happy, that's a hormone response. When you're feeling happy, that's a hormone response. Mm-hmm. So we want to keep our hormones as balanced as possible. And we do that by avoiding refined carbohydrates, the sugars, the breads, the pasta, the cereal. Now, that doesn't mean you have to completely eliminate it, but it does be, mean being mindful and eating a lot less than the standard American diet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or if we do it to have it balanced. So we have some protein and fat to go with it. And the other thing is to make sure we're getting enough, you know, so often a meal is comprised of a whole bunch of bread or buns or whatever with a little bit of meat Mm -hmm. yeah, or a bowl of pasta with a side of bread or a bowl of cereal for breakfast. Mm -hmm. And in each one of these situations, or like, let's say pizza, it's all bread, some sauce and cheese, and very often very little meat. So the very little protein. And then... Again, it can be plant-based or it can be um, animal. I know there's a lot of vegetarians and vegans and, um, and that's perfectly all right, but you just still need to focus. Am I getting enough protein to help my body balance my hormones? Yeah. And it's, it, that just reminded me, you know, the simple carbohydrates and, you know, teachers and the teaching industry, like schools are just notorious for constantly just having loads and loads of candy and just handing it out to teachers, mm. you know, principals handed out to teachers, you know, as a thank you, you know, the teachers handed out to the kids as a thank you, you know, the right. PTA, you know, supplying us, you know, it's so nice of them, but it's always, you know, not the greatest food, pizza, you know, fries, burgers, you yeah. know, whatever. And so teachers are just like inundated and we're so tired, we're so stressed. And so when you have this comfort food right there, we're just going to grab for it. And then we're just like continuing in this, you know, um, hamster wheel of, you know, eating crap and then feeling like crap eating crap, you know, and it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough (laughs) being in a school. I will admit, um, you know, to kind of stay away from those, but. And you nailed it. Yeah. That's exactly what's happening. And why are they, why is all the sugar given? Because it feels good. Because yeah. it makes you a little bit happy. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And so they're coming from a good place. You know, they, you know, they're, yeah. gi- they're giving us a, you know, a he- not a healthy, I'm sorry. Um, something that, you know, was going to make us happy, something that tastes good. So I totally get it, but it's just, it's so counterproductive to how teachers are feeling these days and, you know, knowing how that affects our mood and just what it does to our body. It's just, it's so counterproductive to how we actually want to feel, you know, teachers want to, you know, be on the ball, you know, in our brain and, you know, be productive and not sluggish and not reactive. And then we're, you know, eating these things because we want comfort and it's just doing the complete opposite. Exactly. And it's happening for the students as well. When they're exactly. only having a bowl of cereal before coming in, oh my their blood sugar spikes and it drops and they can't stay awake. Don't even get me started on the, what the right. kids eat. Yes, right. yeah. absolutely. Yeah, it's so true. And you know, what's so funny. I just thought about this. They're always, you know, the district is always wanting us to talk to the kids and the parents about, you know, packing healthier lunches. But when it comes to the adults, there's, you know, no talk or, you know, Hey, you know, teachers, I know you're stressed, you know, grab, you know, a salad or a grab, Mm -hmm. you know, a healthy soup. Like there's, there's no self-care really for us, you know, in that sense of nutrition. So I think that's kind of funny that they do it for the kids. So. And yet it, it could benefit you all. It will, it would, it does benefit you all when you make it a priority. It helps right, so right. much. So much. Yeah, absolutely. What do you, what'd you say is, you know, one or two foods that people think is healthy and they mm-hmm. think that they're doing a good job by eating these, you know, foods, but you as nutritionists know, like, that's really not healthy. So, as a health coach, I think one of the biggest things people are doing are fruit smoothies or juices, like going to Jamba Juice and mm-hmm. just getting a whole bunch of blended up fruit juice is not serving anybody well. Um, so that's one of the biggest things that I see. And why is that not healthy? It, you know, I've seen a lot of, you know, recipes on Pinterest and Instagram, mm-hmm. you know, spinach smoothies, and they throw in some bananas and grapes, but it has spinach. <sighs> right. So there, you want to make sure you're getting your fruits and vegetables in, right? Mm-hmm. And the biggest problem is oftentimes they are removing all of the fiber and all of the uh, pulp from this. Mm-hmm. So now it's just pure juice. And that, that is a simple sugar. It. So it spikes your blood sugar. Mm-hmm. Now to make it more beneficial for the body, which you can do very easily is get something like a Ninja or a Nutribullet mm-hmm. where it pulverizes the whole thing. So right. what that means is you're getting all the fiber. Now you're getting the skin, you're getting all the nutrients from the whole uh, fruit or vegetable. Mm-hmm. And you're not wasting any of that. So the body can absorb it better. But another thing you can do is add fat, like avocado or hemp hearts or chia seeds or flax seeds or even olive oil to your mm. smoothie, which now slows the impact of the blood sugar to the bloodstream mm-hmm. or to the sugar to the bloodstream and satiates you. So now you feel fuller longer your blood sugar is not spiking and you're able to absorb the fat soluble vitamins 
A, E, D, and K, which all support your immune system. If you don't have a fat with your fruits and vegetables, mm -hmm. you're missing out on the, the vitamins that are fat soluble. So the other thing which I would highly recommend doing, like I think smoothies are fantastic, but it's the commercial ones. It's the bottled juices that are causing the problem. Oh, okay. Um, Interesting. Add some protein powder. So now you're getting your protein, your fat, and your your fruits and vegetables. And now you have a great meal. Now your body's really benefiting. Interesting. So, okay, yeah. That was a really good tip. The other thing are the sugary, chocolatey, processed um, meal replacement bars. Mm, yeah, those are popular. Those are very popular. The biggest problem is when you look at them, they're super high in carbohydrates, very low in fat, and oftentimes too low in protein. Mm. So it's just, it's doing your body a, a disservice. If you find something that is balanced in carbohydrates, protein, fiber, and fat, then you found yourself something that's pretty decent. Nice. Okay. So just look for more of a balance. If something is too yes. high in something, you're kind of like, she's probably too high, away. too high in sugar and too high in carbohydrates. That's where I would shy away. Got it. Got it. Yep. I did want to ask you, you know, normally, you know, as, as a teacher, we start, you know, with, you know, high energy in the morning. And then when mm -hmm. it comes to lunchtime, we're like, our energy just completely dis, you know, dissipates and we're kind of like, when is, you know, when's the bell? When is the time to go? Um, yeah. Do you have a certain food that would be, you know, good to just give us that jolt of energy to finish the last few hours of school? So the nutrient that is most beneficial and hardest for teachers is water. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Because teachers don't get enough bathroom breaks. Yeah. It's so hard. And that what's causing that exhaustion is dehydration. And wow. I've talked with many teachers. You and I have actually talked about this. Mm -hmm. Just a 2% drop in your hydration levels. And you're made mostly of water. Mm -hmm. uh, a 2% drop is going to make you really tired. So wow. honestly, the best nutrient is water. Man. Now, I know it's it's so challenging, right? Yeah. So maybe it maybe it means simply sipping on water, a little sip, the body can absorb it and use it, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. If you're chugging water, and your body gets too much water at one time, it can only absorb so much, right? So it's right. going to flush out the rest. So if you're simply taking a little tiny sip here and there it's going to help give your body the water it needs and maintain the hydration levels a little bit better. Okay. Okay. So don't, don't give up on it. Don't be afraid of drinking water. Right. Um, just be a little bit more intentional on small sips and, and keep going and find that balance. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. And I think what's helped me the most is just kind of figuring out, okay, well, if I drink this amount, you know, it'll take me to the, you know, to see how long it'll take until I need to use the restroom and yeah. kind of planning it around, you know, when I do take my breaks. Yeah. Yep. All right. I, was, so, I thought you were going to say food. Okay. <laughs> so if I were to recommend a food, I would recommend a handful of mixed nuts 
Okay. Um, like almonds, uh, cashews, pistachios. That's that's what I would go for as an afternoon pick me up because you get a little bit of fat there and you get some protein. Nice. Okay. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so since you, last question. So since sure. you have, you know, talked with a lot of teachers, what would you say, you know, if they were to make one change in their nutrition to help with energy, anxiety, depression, what do you, besides hydration, what do you think would be, would make the biggest impact, you know, biggest bang for your buck? Avoiding the refined carbohydrates. Okay. So finding alternatives to bread, finding mm. alternatives to cereal or avoiding the cookies and the cake and the sugar and the candies, that's going to have the biggest, most profound impact possible. It's okay. going to force you to expand your creative abilities on, okay, if I'm taking bread out or refined carbohydrates or pasta, what is something else that I like that's a great substitute that's lower in carbohydrates? And that's going to mean increasing your fat and that's going to mean increasing your protein, getting a little bit more creative, but the benefit, the benefit, and that's what you're really looking at, is tremendous. Yeah. It's going to give you what you want, which right. means that it's so worth it. Yeah. And and if you're really struggling with it, it's worth working with a coach to help sort that out, to help maintain the accountability, to learn tips and tricks, become a part of a Facebook group where everyone's talking and supporting each other. That's really one of the best ways to help navigate that if it's challenging. Yeah, for sure. And I think accountability is huge for teachers. You know, we're always yes. kind of getting into groups where there'd be, you know, going on walks or, you know, having someone come and do Zoom at our school. I think, yeah, I think having, you know, other people that are, you know, doing the same thing that you are, I think that's huge for teachers. Lots of people, but, you know, especially teachers. Yeah. Nice. nice. So important. Well, thank you so much for coming on my podcast. Do you have anything that you want to share? Any like tidbits, anything that we didn't go over that you're kind of like, man, teachers really need to know this. Or you think we kind of went through the, the good, the good stuff. I feel that, you know, we covered the stuff that's really important yeah. and to just focus, you know, keep this as simple as possible. You don't want to feel overwhelmed. You don't need to clear out your entire pantry, just bring mm -hmm. some mindfulness, yeah. stay hydrated whenever possible. Stay hydrated. Okay. Well, hydration's the, the name of the game. All right. Yeah. And, and that also means avoiding diuretics. So if you're, if you're drinking diuretics opposed to water, it's going to dehydrate you. So it's one thing to simply not drink water. It's another when you're replacing it with pop, alcohol, and coffee. Right. So, but that's a whole other lesson I could go on. I literally yeah. taught an entire week on that. <laughs> <laughs> I have a whole nice. course on hydration. Yeah. Yeah, it's super important. I know, which is one of the, probably the, the toughest thing for teachers, but mm -hmm. we got to do it. We got to do it. Well, thank you so much for joining us yeah. on our podcast and giving our teachers just, you know, more insight on how nutrition can heal the body, 
heal our mental state, heal our anxiety, depression, and our energy levels and learned a ton. So thank you so much for having us. How can, how can people find you? I'm on Instagram. Okay. My handle is Cavalier Health and Cavalier is spelled C-A-V-A-L-I-E-R-E. So one word, Cavalier Health. Awesome. And I'll put that in the description as well. Awesome. Perfect. Great. All this right. was well, such a pleasure. So yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for having me, girl. And I will talk to you all later. Bye. Wonderful. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to the How Do You Heal podcast. If you got a lot of value from this episode, send it to your family, friends, or coworkers. See y'all next week.